The Descent. <laughs> the Descent is like one of one of my favorite horror movies. I, I remember um, it was about uh, two years two years ago. Uh, uh, just like a brief intro, but like it was two years ago. I was I watched I was watching Chris Stuckman's review for Hell for the new Hellboy reboot, which was you know very very good, very, excellent reboot. True, I've loved, critically acclaimed by the fans. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, and then because Hellboy the reboot was directed by Neil Marshall, who obviously directed this film, and I remember Chris Stuckman like he didn't like the movie or anything. He gave it he gave it a fairly negative review. But uh, you well, talking about Descent or um, Hellboy? No, Hellboy oh, from yeah. from what I well from what I remember, I, I remember it wasn't like the the biggest the best review. But um, <laughs> don't quote me on that. I can't remember. I haven't watched it in a while. But um, uh, I remember he said that like you know. Neil Marshall did work on The Descent and, you know, he said, like, you know, you should definitely go check that out. So I went and watched it and, yeah, I really enjoy this movie. It's one of my favorite horror movies ever, definitely. I can see so. Yeah, you've been geeking out about it. Was <laughs> yeah. that your was that your introduction to it or have you not said that? No, no yeah, that was, that was my, well, yeah, uh, I've got a little more to say, but, yeah, that was pretty much, well, that's, that, that was how I heard about the film, because I never heard about The Descent before. Okay, and well, that's how means finish your story. Part of it, but let's just get our stats out of the way. So this movie was written and directed by Neil Marshall. Uh, written and directed? I thought direct, he only directed it. Yeah, directed and okay. written. Uh, original music by David, David Julin. Uh, cinematography by Sam McCurdy. And film editing by John Harris. We have to keep John Harris in mind because that because he went to went to direct the sequel. Yeah. So the descent. Uh, the descent um, yeah, that's pretty much my backstory about it. Uh, uh, Chris Stuckman recommended it in one of his videos because he because even though he wasn't a big fan of the Hellboy reboot, he still said that Neil Marshall's a great filmmaker and that a lot of the other films that he's made in the past have been very good. Mm. And, I, I, and I still think that he could have made a really good Hellboy reboot. I think he could have actually made a really good Hellboy movie. But the problem was that there was just a lot of there was too many cooks and cooks in the kitchen for that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I see. So like the corporate dictated his yeah his direction. Well, the problem is there were a lot of people on set, a lot of producers. Everybody couldn't agree on one direction, and oh. yeah, so it kind of got messed up. But well, that's kind of where, like what Black Panther says in Civil War, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't care. A f- yes, a few people, like. The smaller the amount of people, the more they can actually get done. Yeah. You know that whole piano example? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's a that, very good example. It's pretty much, because if there's too many people, then ultimately nothing gets done. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so, um, yeah, other than that, uh, other, other than that, yeah, no, the movie just really, um, just really spoke to me. It just really, like, you know, uh, uh, impressed me and, like, I just really love this movie. But yeah. it, is it like a biography? Do, <laughs> yeah, do, do you live in a sort of, cave? <laughs> yeah, sort of like a biography. <laughs> well, now joking. we know why Bruce Wayne needed that uh, that uh, equipment. Because uh, remember when he says, I, "I need a I need to borrow it for um Splunky." He's <laughs> like Splunky. He's like, yeah, you know, cave diving. Cave diving. Well, now you. we know why he needs needed that equipment. Exactly. He, he went to go fight the Falmer. <laughs> yeah. Um. But should I say my introduction? Yeah. It's yeah, it's right. very very brief. Basically. Um, never heard of it. You and I met. 
you pulled me aside like a high school bully and you shouted at me like, hey, watch this movie. So I, I, I took your copy. I still haven't watched it. And now you're here. You made me watch it. And uh, I liked it. I don't have any negative criticisms yeah. like that are too harsh, I think. Yeah. I think it was a very good film. Yeah. And that was pretty much my introduction was you yeah. forcing me in like a headlock. <laughs> Well, you're like two times my size. I don't think I could get you in a headlock. <laughs> when I was asleep, you drugged me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tape the eyes. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, so when we, do, when we decided to do October Horror Month, I decided that, uh, you know, we definitely we definitely need uh, to do this movie for... I think so. Definitely one of my... It's, um... Sorry, sorry, by all means. No, no, sorry. Well, what are you going to say? Uh, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm glad it's... Um, it doesn't rely on like gore factor. It's very claustrophobic and anxiety inducing without constantly being, that's my virus yeah. <laughs> and my antivirus, um, without being, um, too gory and relying on, on cheap scares. Yeah. Yeah. So a, a little bit, uh, it's not entirely subtle, but it, yeah. it has hints of subtlety, which yeah, is very yeah, nice. Definitely. So to start the story off, we uh, meet we uh, uh, we meet a group of women who are who are all they're, they're like basically like extreme like extreme sport sport adrenaline junkie guys who like to go like to go out and do these extreme sports like canoeing uh, uh, sorry canoeing canoeing <laughs> yeah canoeing <laughs> uh, like canoeing mountain uh, base jumping you know uh, uh, spelunky all, all types of extreme sports they like to they like to do it together. Uh, we meet we meet the three main women, who is uh, Juno, Beth, and then obviously our main our main girl on on the post here, Sarah, and uh, Sarah Sarah has a husband and she has a lot, she has like a daughter I think who's like five years old because I remember later when, when they see the birthday cake the reference the references to to six so obviously she was going to turn six that year, um, so yeah pretty cool um, oh yeah and then also just spoilers guys so if you haven't seen the movie just uh, just uh, <laughs> we're going to be talking spoilers but. Um, but yeah, so um, uh, uh, basically they're busy doing their canoeing, and then they and then they uh, they finally come to shore and they get out, and then we see the husband uh, the, the husband comes to help them, and then he takes he helps take off Gino's helmet, and then the two of them exchange a look, and he's just like, oh okay, there's something going on there, and then uh, yeah, they get into they get into their car, and then they're busy driving, and the husband's like uh, 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 the husband's like you know he's kind of like off in his own world, he's kind of like you know distracted or whatever. And then she said, and then Sarah asks him, like, you know, what's wrong? He says, I'm fine. And then they crash into 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 a truck that was carrying those, like, I don't know, those poles or something. Like rebob type stuff. Yeah. Like rebob poles. And then the rebob poles come through and then they stab, they stab both the husband and the, and the child and they both die. And Sarah's the only survivor. That was pretty creepy. Yeah, it was a pretty, uh, it was a very, I think that's actually what immediately grabbed me. Because then I thought, because at first I thought, okay, Chris Stuckman... You know, because I respect Chris Stuckman. He's like one of my favorite movie reviewers. Like, I absolutely love his his channel and his content. Um, and he, when he whenever he recommends a movie, I always go watch it because I'm always just like, yeah, no, this man has a lot of taste. So I watched it, and I think it was kind of that opening that kind of like really like shocked me, and I was like, okay, I'm I'm in for something special. Because you read the you read the synopsis, you kind of go, oh god, this this is gonna be one of those like bad horror movies or whatever. But like, it actually is pretty good. It is very good. Yeah. And then we even get the uh, scene where she's in the hospital. And then she goes into the hall. She has that nightmare where she goes into the hallway, and then like the lights are turned off, and she's like running away from the away from the lights turning off behind her. What and was she running from, by the way? There were like 
ambient noises and like silhouettes in the back. There's a lot of like deeper themes about how she's running away from loss and everything like that. Because this, this movie goes over like loss, like you know, a loss ego. It goes over so many different themes, and then she like you know. Uh, 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 walks into Beth and then the thing is there's that very emotional scene where like you know she, Sarah then finds out that oh yeah my husband and my my child oh yeah that's, yeah that's of course and I think I think that's just what really got me to like this movie was just the emotional opening because like for example like with the first John Wick film the one thing I liked about John Wick was that it, 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 what what sort of set it apart from just being a just being your average direct, average action you know action movie type film um Aside from having Keanu Reeves in the main role, is that that emotional opening where like yeah, you find out his past wife and his past wife, and then his dog dies, and then yeah, like you know, it's that it's kind of a good way to emotionally hook your audience and to get them to invest a bit, invest in the protagonist. Mm, that's kind of what I've talked about on our previous episodes with uh, Jurassic Park and uh, Anacondas, I think yeah. it was, um, where they have an opening scene that sort of grips you yeah like initially and then it's kind of kind of quiet for the rest of act one until things start to pick up yeah yeah basically so yeah then we we uh, pick up we pick up about a year later sarah and beth are, are headed off to go find juno and then obviously one detail is that uh, we do see juno in that hospital scene and she's like obviously upset as well but she leaves she doesn't come to co- comfort sarah like like beth does do you know actually just like you know she likes to straight up leaves like, oh, hell no. she's, she's, she's just like i can't deal with the sun leaving <laughs> so we cut to a year later they're going to go meet juno and a bunch of and some other woman and they want to go do like this cave they want to go do some cave diving extreme sports type of thing they have a, a that this one cave system that they want to go explore and everything like that and yeah pretty much picks up from there they're basically at this campsite they sort of get to know each other we sort of get to know all the ladies and all of them kind of represent different um, different themes. Like, the one is like um, uh, 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 the one girl. Uh, can't remember uh, uh, the uh, uh, the one girl that was the, the one girl the short hair that was training under under Juno. Oh, don't ask me, mate. I didn't catch names. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I struggle to remember names sometimes. But dude, same. Yeah, one of, one of them like is very adventurous. The other one is very like you know Beth is like sort of like more like a motherly type of role. Sarah's obviously the the one with the one with um, last of them. And then Juno represents ego. She's like mm, she very, is a bit narcissistic. She is very narcissistic and very egotistical. Definitely. And always has to be rocked and everything. Yeah, I mean, I should like looking back now. You, your argument is quite valid. She is very like you know yeah. <laughs> in your face no, you, weren't, you weren't thinking that when we were watching the movie the whole time we watched the movie you just go you wanted her number basically. yeah no she's she's beautiful but yeah. um i still didn't pick that up until you mentioned it i mean i i guess i saw it but i didn't uh, she didn't seem like in your face about it you know she yeah. just came across as kind of arrogant no, it's more in more subtle ways it's yeah not like, it's not it's, like direct it's not like yeah. the filmmakers are beating you over the head saying this woman is egotistical you get the damn thing you idiots <laughs> true yeah that's every movie these days they're basically just like did you get the damn themes <laughs> yeah I, I, yeah i don't know a lot of movies that's the problem these days with writers that they, they don't trust the audience to actually get it they always have to like blatantly tell you what they're what they're trying to get across no that's true Without subtlety or nuance. Yeah, it's kind of out the window. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, and then while, while I'm busy while I'm busy looking up the names, what do you think of the jump scares in this movie? That, that, that's something I want to get your opinion on. The jump scares? 
Um, I think they played them to their strengths. They they weren't abundant and like cheap. Whenever they used them, they were effective because um, the the way the sort of scene was constructed, it yeah uh, like it. I'm trying to word it nicely. Um, it never felt out of place. It felt like it was a natural time for a jump mm. scare to occur. Yeah. So that's that's what I say. I think it was pretty good. Mm, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. I'll continue on that point now. I just want to read the names. Um, the one girl, the, the one girl, the Scottish accent. I'm pretty sure it's Scottish. The one girl, uh, named Rebecca. I remember she was the one who, she was the one who was like kind of like the sort of the next to Juno. She's sort of the leader in terms of like the mountain expedition because yeah. she also has a lot of experience doing it. There's Sam, who obviously was like the medic, was like the the doctor, like medic type of person. Because when obviously when when the other girl gets uh, gets uh, um, Holly, that's her name, that's one of the short hair Holly. When Holly gets when Holly gets hurt and like her leg gets like you know broken or whatever, she's uh, Rebecca's the one who's there, busy helping her with her. Oh no, sorry, not Rebecca. Um, oh, damn it, man! I can't remember names, especially when they die so quickly. It's just like a uh, whatever. <laughs> You're not the one. You're not the one I'm invested. In. I'm invested in Sarah. I don't. I don't know who the rest of you people are. <laughs> no, I get you, mate. No, there's sometimes I struggle with names as well, especially if I'm trying to look at everything else, like shots, context, ideas. Oh, theories. Sam. There we go. Sam. Sam. There we go. Yes. Rebecca, Sam, and Holly. Okay, there we go. <laughs> those are the names. Those are the three that we didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Still recording. Yeah. But basically, so yeah, so um, yeah, I actually really enjoy the jump scares. I think. Because the thing about horror movies is that I actually don't like jump scares. I, I, I hate jump scares. I think they're I think they're so they're so overdone. And then obviously the the problem is almost every horror movie you can see it coming a mile away. Like yep yep, there's a music building tension. Uh, uh, there's a jump scare coming. Yep, there's a jump scare. Uh, but I think also because the thing is, I mean, most movies they usually have like music building up to it, and because they have that music building up to it, the audience is like. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's a jump scare coming, yeah. Yeah, I get you, like, they already know subconsciously, okay. But this something. movie, but this movie, there actually is no music building up to the, the things. They always come out of, like, complete nowhere. Mm. Yeah, the one that, oh, I didn't, I didn't get scared of any jump scares. I saw you jump at one. I don't know yeah. which one it was, but I, I just saw the blank go. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, one that uh, almost, almost got me was... Um, the first time they turn on their outlast night vision camera <laughs> yeah. and then that dude is just in the corner like, <laughs> that one freaked me out. Oh yeah, when Rick is going like, hello, is anybody out there? Yeah. And then suddenly like, you cut to the dead. He's like this standing This guy is there. The thing is, like, okay, I'll, I'll add it later that's on, sorry. Yeah, but that's definitely, yeah, yeah, you're right. That definitely is one of the best jump scares dude. in the movie. Because initially your, your brain sees it, but you're like, wait, who's that? And then you're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> it really catches you. Yeah. That one nearly got me. The rest, yeah. nah. But it was, it was, that was, uh, it was, that was. <laughs> yeah. The jump scares had like a great execution. I didn't feel tired of them or necessarily did I expect all of them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think their use was not overdone. It was just the right amount. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And yeah, I really enjoyed the jump scares. Um, uh, and then, um, Basically, the, basically, there comes this cave system. They get in. There's that one funny reference to Tomb Raider, which is like, you know, I'm an English teacher, not not freaking Tomb Raider. <laughs> yeah, it's not a subtle reference at all, but it is nonetheless appreciated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I do quite like the Tomb Raider reference. Um, and then, and then uh, she, uh, 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 they basically drop down, and then they start exploring the cave system. And then pretty soon, quite a nice 
opening scene that descent <laughs> into that uh, cave the yeah, first yeah, the first um, like chamber and the cinematography is very beautiful very I thought that scene was nice to watch was cinematography like, and set design is very beautiful definitely did um, was it shot on location do you know uh, like if they used the location I think it was I think it was location but I think it was also like maybe like sets or whatever but yeah, yeah they pretty much had to shoot in a cave sure so yeah i can imagine that must have been very difficult i can imagine i imagine the smaller tunnels were more set yeah. because of one not only practical space you could have all your equipment in but two is um for safety yeah but i think the bigger chambers are possibly real yeah just a theory <laughs> yeah yeah but then yeah then the, then we get the one sequence where they're busy climbing through the well yeah there's a sequence where they're going through the tunnel and then sarah gets stuck and then when beth goes to go help her the cave almost collapses so then uh, 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 uh and then they gotta like race to get out of the tunnel and then that's kind of the thing where, where act one ends and then the act two begins mm, yeah and, it's pretty much where where um because that, that's the moment, like that's the moment where they, where they where they get suddenly now okay now they're lost in the cave now they're gonna try and find a way out exactly but even more so than that they're their bubble of happy friendship, you know, time is is popped because there's like um, now cat fights will ensue. Yeah, an element of realism is applied. You know, now suddenly you're you're somewhere you don't know. People don't know where you are. You have you're potentially in danger. You know? Yeah, not immediate danger, but if you get lost or stranded, you know they'll eat each other. So, yeah. um, I thought once they once they escape that tunnel collapse. Then they're kind of um, grounded again, brought, brought back to earth. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And then we find out that um, uh, Juno, because we saw that Juno left the map book inside the car before mm. she left. Yeah, I didn't quite catch the the title of that book, but it was some sort of cave system, something to do with caves. Well, yeah, it was like, it was like a tourist map guide of mm. like the different caves and stuff like that. Yeah, I couldn't work out the cover, but I figured it was something of a new system that. Nobody's ever claimed or, or discovered. I call bullshit. If they have a perfect dirt road that leads a hundred or, I don't know, a K or two from the cave entrance, no ways no one would have discovered that by now. Maybe not named it, but it's discovered. They had a dirt road going to the cave. Well, maybe it's the top of a cave and they're kind of like, oh, yeah, don't go in there. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but everybody still. That's got, everybody that's gone in there has never come out, never come back out. We've sent Fair in enough. search parties, search parties, never don't came come back. back. So don't go to the, in that cave. Yeah, so just bomb it and fill the entrance. It's level. It's the level fifty lock dungeon. <laughs> you have to be like at max level with like like super awesome equipment to be able to get through that dungeon. Like um, uh, Fallout Four or Fallout the um, what are those suit called? The power armor. Power armor. There we go. That's what you have to have on if you want to go in there. Yeah, you have basically. to fight those ghouls. Yeah. What, what are they called? Officially, do they have a name? Or they just sort of not like, really. They're, they're just they're just creatures, cave dwellers, cave dwellers, <laughs> the Flintstones. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna call them the Flintstones. Yeah. So, what do you think of the what do you think of the creature design in this movie? Because obviously, I mean, it happens a bit. Like obviously, the, uh, they're busy trying to get out the cave. Sarah, there's a couple of times where Sarah sort of thinks that she's seen something, and there's one point where she actually does see a man, like you know, at a uh, 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 standing there, sitting there by some water. But he obviously scurries away, and nobody believes her that anybody's down. That, that anybody could be possibly be down here. And then yeah, then there's the scene that you, the jump scare that you like, where she's like, you know, hello, is anybody out there? Then suddenly the thing pops up next to her, and then yeah, pretty much the the the, the group gets uh, separated, and then we kind of have our first skirmish of them fighting each other. 
true. Um, but Joe, what do you think of the creature design? I was gonna. I was just gonna circle back to that. Um, I, I appreciate their level of realism. I'm pretty sure they were human at one point. I mean, especially with that ancient climbing gear, you can. They sort of hint to it. Yeah. Remember, she finds that like buckle type piece of equipment in the ceiling. Yeah. Mm. So I think that they were people at a point, but like they're um, obviously living in the dark for generations, possibly. Well, they said they said later that they've probably that they've evolved so they can live uh, 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 that they can they can live inside a cave system like this. Exactly, because they're they're pretty. Um, like animalistic yeah because they look they kind of look like uh smeagol sort of like a smeagol type thing but also look like kind of like the falmar from skyrim from skyrim there's like those like those like weird like cave like creature things that you fight inside the dwarven ruins in like skyrim exactly that's that's what i kept referring to them as they are well i mean i also just say to say that yeah they're just a falmar they're just a falmar um so Skyrim actually copied them because Skyrim came out like seven years later. Yeah, so Skyrim probably, probably they probably took inspiration. <laughs> probably. Uh, anyway, I as I said, I appreciate their their realistic approach to the creature design because, as I said, they they might have been human at a point because of that ancient climbing gear that they they find, but they their ears are like a lot longer. Into, so they can channel more like sound waves, which is yeah, a cool, because yeah, because um, they're, because they're kind of blind and they actually see they actually uh, track their prey via sound. Exactly. Um, I was I'm trying to think of the evolutionary like yeah. survival thing because the now obviously if they channel more sound waves into their larger ears, they'll hear better, you know, which yeah. is a great thing. And also, I'm not sure why they're still like I don't know if those were born. But if why they have eyes at all? If it's like fourth generation, or okay, it does take thousands of years. So let me not jump the gun. But um, I think the eyes are sort of a creep factor because they have no use for their eyes, especially if they were if they have like kids, they mm-hmm. they were never born with sight. Theorizing. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not a geneticist. I, I don't know. Some people will qualify can figure that out, but. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I guess maybe like like you said, like it takes a, it takes quite a while to get to, to get rid of that to get that out of the gene pool. Mm. So the problem is they're probably just born by eyes with eyes by default, even though they don't really use them. Need them. Mm, yeah, that's true. Okay, well that's my two cents on the creature design. I think that they were realistic, and I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, and I remember you said to me like you know like oh yeah you know this poor guy's probably these poor guys have probably been down here so long they probably have never seen a woman before it's like and i said to him no, 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 no there's female versions and then later we do see a female version yeah the queen or that actually that actually has hair oh God. yeah yeah that uh golem golem's crazy ex <laughs> yeah. lurking in the caves i'm okay thank you yeah um i i suppose that's again coming back to the whole evolution thing it takes a long long time to get rid of traits so I don't I don't know if this is like first generation creature. That's what I'm trying to work out, but I'll have to let it go. Yeah, I don't know. Point is there's a there's dude versions and they are not. <laughs> yeah. I bet you they don't have gender politic issues. <laughs> Probably not. They don't have SJW key, key, keyboard warriors. Keyboard warriors, yeah. Nope. <laughs> yeah, thankfully. So yeah, and then uh, but yeah, basically um uh, in the first like little skirmish that they have, they all get separated. And then Juno, like you know, oh yeah, because 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 Holly, um, 
Holly, uh, uh, earlier when they were busy exploring, Holly ran ahead, even though the Juno yeah. kept saying to her like a bunch of times, like, hey, hey, stop, slow down, whatever, but this woman just wanted to get out the cave, apparently. No, that, that to me really upset me. You remind me of that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you can continue if you want to, but That's... that really upset me, dude. Yeah, I was kind of kind of because because you know they were all like, all right, stay together. You know, we're gonna be all right. And then she was like, oh hell no! And she did you know anime run down the cave, and yeah. then she fell in a hole and her leg got wrecked. And she was like, how could this have happened? How oh, could this have happened? This is all your fault, you know. Dumbass. <laughs> and apparently, she's one of the two experienced. Like, no. <laughs> I think she's experienced like in base jumping and that type of thing, not not cave diving. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. She's. It's just that that it was a complete one eighty of logic yeah. for her to sprint off. What was your end goal, lady? Did you to see get, a sign for the bathroom? To get to the, the thing. I don't know. Maybe she needed to like. Uh, I don't know. That's why it was a joke. Maybe she did. But she wanted to be the first one out. She wanted to be the first one out of the cave. She's like, oh, it's a race, guys. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, she falls, breaks her leg, and everything, and then they have to they have to sort of carry her, and then. Uh, yeah, then she basically, and then obviously when they when when the creatures show up, she's the first one to get killed, and then obviously they're trying to drag her away, and Juno's trying to save her. Then the third, Juno ends up fighting two of these things, and she kills she kills one, and then Beth sort of comes up, Beth comes up behind her, and then and then Juno swings her swings her her pickaxe, and it, like it stabs right into Beth's neck. That was I didn't expect that. I'll be yeah. honest with you. Um, yeah. I I appreciate it that they did it. But I didn't think it would happen. I, I didn't even, like, process the idea of an accident happening with that, happening with that thing. Yeah. It was, it, was, it was cool. But I don't think... Um, Beth is not the main one. The main one is? Uh, no, the main one's Sarah. Sarah, there we Beth, go. Beth, uh, Sarah and Juno. Beth, Beth, Beth is the girl, the, like, the short red hair that's, like, Sarah's best friend. Mm, yeah. So, and then Juno is the... The other lady. Yeah. The one that's sort of the egotistical one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think that Sarah should have killed Juno. Like, it was an accident when she swung at Beth. She was well, full of adrenaline and okay, everything. Okay, well, well, we'll get there. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We better, because that was <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so yeah, so she kills she kills Beth. And I just really love that scene. I love the... the, the um, regret on Juno's face and then also like as like you know as like you know uh, 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 Beth is lying there like coughing up blood and everything she sort of like disappears into the dark sort of like she sort of like starts to back backwards and then eventually she just gets enveloped in the darkness I really love that I really love that cinematography and that's it's pretty good yeah it's very cool yeah but anyway sure. yeah then Sarah Sarah obviously she gets separated completely from the group she's completely by herself and she falls into like sort of like this feeding pit where like the where the where the where the um, creatures drop all their food and like eat them, and they're just like sitting there with her with their um, night vision camera, and then and then they drop the body like right like right in front of her, and then she's gonna like sort of like you know lean backwards while they're busy while they eat Holly, mm. and then like ugh, yeah. Thankfully, and, she's dead by that point, unlike but, one of the later ladies. Yeah, but like the sound effects and stuff. Ugh. Yeah. It's pretty gross. It's pretty cool. Uh, I don't mind that sort of stuff. It doesn't bother me, but I get what you mean. It was very done very well yeah, in terms yeah. of sound design. And they had to get sound design right because mm. a lot of the time you don't see very much on the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the lighting very, is quite like minimal. It's very, it's very good. It's a good example of low-key lighting. Very good example. Actually, yeah, that's almost inspirational levels of low-key lighting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, 
but that's why I say they have to get their sound perfect. Yeah, because most of the light, most of the lights in the film is actually like obviously they've got obvious lights that they lights that they're using, but like a lot of the time it's usually either it's usually either like night sticks or flares or things realistically. Or the headlamp. Yeah, things realistically that that that, that the actors have that that, uh, that would produce lights. Mm, exactly. Yeah, it's very well done. But yeah, no. So um, we basically go through this this cave, and then uh, Sarah manages to get like a torch thing, and then she eventually, and then while she's exploring, she eventually comes across Beth's body, and Beth, uh, when Beth, when Beth was killed by Juno, she took off, she like you know ripped off um, uh, Juno's necklace, and it was like this little like it's like this little like a metal shard, and then the thing has like love each day, which is which is um, which is what what Sarah's husband used to say to her. That's like that's like. A word, but it's not like a phrase between the two of them. So as we were, so, so yeah, so as we were saying, like you know, with the husband, it's just like you know, dude, come on. You yeah. Know? Like you first okay. of all, first of all, you cheat on your wife, so that that's already unforgivable. But like at least be, if you're gonna do that, at least be smart about it. It's a little bit stupid of him to use the same phrase. Like how obvious of a breadcrumb trail can you leave? Yeah. Dumbass. Like, how did they know each other? Uh, I don't know. It's never explained. I'm assuming that they met and like like she was obviously they were obviously been friends for a very long time. Oh, and then okay. And probably then... Juno met the husband, and then the two of them got together and did their thing. And then yeah, but yeah, like I said, like I said before, we got cut off. The husband is just like, you know, I can't think of anything else or whatever. Whatever, yeah. You know, whatever. They're not gonna notice. Mm. Yeah, like the guy had like no, the guy had like zero creativity. <laughs> he really didn't. He was horrible. Yeah. I bet you he was, he was like a TikToker. He was pretty <laughs> handsome and pretty stupid. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, but yeah, and then he basically, um, uh, while Sarah is busy exploring the cave by herself, she stumbles upon uh, Beth, who's still alive. I'm surprised she was still alive, but she's like lying there in her own blood. And then Sarah's trying to help her up. And then that's when she gets the necklace. Because when... When Juno stabbed Beth, uh, 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 and Beth fell to the ground, she like pulled off Juno's necklace, mm. uh, 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 necklace, and then and then Sarah gets it, then she sees the love each day, and she's like, oh, <laughs> that's kind of when she has that realization. Exactly. No, now I'm now I'm putting it together. I because yeah. I remember that phrase. Um, love each day. Love each day. Because she remembers she mentions it at the beginning when they're at the camp. Exactly, and that's where that's obviously where I think it's the only time they say it out loud. Yeah, and I I made a note to keep this in mind, and yeah. I only know like see, now that okay there was you there see, was you some, see that's why I love this movie so much. There's so many deep layers to it. There is that's so well thought out. That like, also makes sense why Juno didn't go to um, Sarah in that hospital scene. Which that's she, why. That's why. That's why. That's why. That's why she left so early because yeah. the thing is she, she she couldn't be around her. I remember seeing someone turn around, but I never saw the face. So I thought it was like a hospital staff or just another person in the hospital. I didn't realize that they were associated. But now that you mention it, I remember. Uh, seeing that person walking away and I was like I didn't see their face <laughs> yeah there was a close up shot of her though yeah was there yeah there was a close up shot before sure. before they cut to the long shot of her walking away there was a close up shot of her crying or whatever because obviously she came oh okay yeah you're she right she came to visit Sarah then when she saw how devastated mm. Sarah was she like kind of left out of true guilt. yeah you're right okay I thought maybe she just couldn't handle uh, like like yeah. you know people crying and like ugh. no well, the thing is, that's kind of the, the, the depth of Juno's character. Not only is she egotistical, but she also kind of... Re her character represents guilt. Because mm. that's the problem. Is that that's why also why she wants to bring Sarah along. Because 
she wants to discover this new cave system, and then she even says to her at one point, like, you know, I was hoping we could name it after your name. Mm. And then, but then, but then, but then Sarah flies back with, or your name, and then before going off, yeah, you know, trying to sort of play back into her ego. And then even when, when, uh, when they first discovered that they're in the wrong cave system, uh, 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 Rebecca even says like, "This is this is an ego trip." Now I need to watch this movie again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you, you do need to watch it again. But, but yeah, no, it's pretty, it's pretty, um, uh, uh, it's pretty cool from there. Then, yeah, basically, and then also Beth. Obviously, Beth. Beth obviously is on her deathbed, but she doesn't want to be discovered by the animals and like eaten alive. So mm. she asks Sarah to basically Wacky. end her life, and then it's. I mean, I understand it's like kind of like putting her out of her misery, but you can tell that it's very hard for Sarah because she has to kind of let go of the one of the of another yet another loved one, that person that's very close to her. Mm. So she kind of does that, and then later. And then later, obviously, uh, uh, and then pretty soon after that, the, the, the one of the creatures shows up, and then she fights it. It's, it, it's uh, she ends up killing, uh, I think, one of the male, one of the male um, things. And then the fe- then the female rocks up. And then the two of them get into a fight. And then they, uh, uh, while while in the fight, Sarah Sarah falls into this like pool of blood, which is like oh, I love that scene. That scene's so great. And then she comes out like her face is fully covered in blood and everything. It reminds me of Tomb Raider. The yeah. first one when she goes through that river blood type thing. Yeah. In, uh, the 2013 Tomb Raider. I haven't played the 2013 one in a very long time. Yeah, there's that thing where you fall into like this river of blood and you have to swim up it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know I, what I'm I remember about? that. Yeah, I remember that. No, it gave yeah. me those vibes. Yeah. And then and then she she uh, uh, fights this, like, this female monster, Falmore or whatever, and then she ends up killing it. And there's that part where like she's, she like gets up onto the rock and she's standing there and she like just screams. There's that scene where she just screams or whatever. Yeah, I'm sure it's like mental was, distress. No, the thing is, what I love about that scene is that I feel that's kind of the scene where 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 Sarah just like black like breaks and she just turns. She lost it. Yeah, because I feel like when her falling into the blood is sort of like a metaphor of her being rebirthed. Mm, yeah, it's sort of like a rebirth scene, especially with the blood and everything. And but she then, takes her time to get out. Yeah. Like she's under completely submerged for a while. Yeah, it's it takes like, her like a few seconds before she eventually takes uh, her. I was out. like, lady, what are you doing? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. It doesn't, mean to it doesn't like get out like quickly. She like she like she like takes her head out. She like looks around. Yeah. She knows the beasts are around. Yeah, I, I see. I, 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 uh, yeah, I killed, get behind your argument of being reborn there. But yeah, she kills like four Falm, three Falmar in that entire scene. And then, yeah, I feel that that's just kind of the scene where, where she basically just snaps. And she's just like, she's gone now. Twisted. She, yeah, she's you basically can, crazy at this point. Yeah, you can even see it when she meets up with Juno later. She's got like these really, you know, yeah. this death stare. And I'm like, yeah. oh, she's kind of a loon. Yeah, um, uh, it sort of like relates to, uh, you know, sort of like make a Batman reference here, but like kind of like the Joker with like, you know, when he says like, you know, all it takes is one bad day to make you go crazy. And then with in Sarah's case, it's two bad days, basically. Too bad, yeah. Where she lost her husband and her daughter, her daughter, then her best friend that she was obviously very close with and was there with her the whole time. She's now gone. So now she's got just, she's just got nothing left. Mm, yeah. Pretty much. And then, yeah, so then, um, and then, do you know, you know, they obviously, uh, we obviously, we occasionally cut back to Rebecca and Sam were together. The two of them are hiding. And then Juno's also by herself. And then Juno's by herself. And then they sort of work out that, like, that, like, these creatures obviously work by sound. But Gino's over here, busy going, like, you know, oh, like, hey. Beth, Sarah, yeah. where are you guys? Okay, I wasn't Beth, but, like, Sarah, Rebecca, where are you guys? Like, geez. At yeah. one point, like, there's a one point where 
the two of the Rebecca and Sam are lying together and like and then like um uh creature like goes past them and everything and then like Sam's just like she's gonna get us all killed <laughs> those noises. Yeah, dude, like they they were even saying we even made fun of it. Um there's this one scene where they're like and then the very next scene they're like hey guys <laughs> walking through like they're um, like on a Sunday drive dude it's yeah, funny it's just like we were making jokes like, like if we were in that situation we would not be making a sound we would be like as silent as a kitten dude yeah you even said you'd be quiet I would be quiet too like mm-hmm. not saying anything no yeah basically so yeah very interesting plus plus from the um, like aspect of being quiet you don't know how um like sensitive that sort of places to sound you could cause like a rock slide or anything yeah exactly <laughs> but no yeah they go around like it's a you know 21st birthday like, hey, what's up? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. yeah it's stupid so yeah basically they're busy trying to escape uh sam gets starts climbing on that starts climbing on that uh, on that uh that uh, uh uh because there's a part there's a part earlier where where they sort of come to that cliffside and then they got to like get the shimmy the rope across so they can sort of like slide they can sort of shimmy across to the other side and then they want to shimmy across again but then obviously one of the creatures finds sam and kills her like slits her throat and then and then at the same time rebecca gets dragged away and eaten alive which is i think oh, she, yeah, that sure. was probably one of the most gruesome deaths dude like that must not be nice at all yeah, no. i don't volunteer yeah and then uh, we get to the bit where um, Sarah uh, 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 first finds when her and Juno meet up again. And obviously, yeah, like you said, she's got that death stare that she gives to Dude, her. like, I, f- I felt like she's going to eat you or something. That's, of course, watching it, I hadn't made the connection like I just did during this episode of The Affair. Yeah. So then I was like, why are you staring into her soul? She, You should be, you know, happy to at least see someone from your social circle. But she was like, nah, I'm going to eat your heart. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to freaking kill you. Yeah, no, even even like, Juno was, like, kind of scared. She had, like, yeah, this, had, like, like, like <laughs> that District 9 look she had, that, she had that look of like you know what happened she, and she even says like what happened to you and then sarah says like you know what happened to rebecca and sam she's like oh no they're, they're gone and it's just like what happened to beth and then like you know Gina obviously lies and says oh no she died and it's like you saw her die it's just like it's like oh, yeah yeah she she died one of the creatures got her you know like oh, i didn't kill her <laughs> you know and then that's pretty much i think that's also kind of sam Sarah kind of going like you know okay look I've given you one last chance. yeah that's that was I that's what I thought as well she's basically like last you've got night. one last chance okay tell me what happened and then obviously she lies to her and she says okay you're dead I'm gonna kill you later mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that was that was pretty much the the like the final straw final straw exactly because yeah. uh, I was like come on lady you've made it this far don't be daft now and lie i mean what you did was okay the affair was um like your own choice yes but the killing beth was accidental yeah you were all hyped on adrenaline you were trying to defend yourself and suddenly she's like oh hey do you know what did you expect it was an accident but like I mean, she shouldn't an, have lied about it i mean it was an accident but also the fact is that she didn't even go to she didn't even try to like console or help beth or anything she just kind of left is basically just like yeah i can't deal with this guilt so i'm just leaving true i guess that's I guess also, that's also oh sorry well, no sorry i was gonna i was just gonna say that, that i think that's part of juno's character she can't really deal with her her um her mistakes she kind of like mm. likes to run away from her problems a little, little bit of a like a 
perfection syndrome. Yeah, she can't. She can't. She can't um, uh, take her uh, flaws. Yeah, yeah. She can't accept her flaws. Mm. And then even like earlier in the earlier in the film, where like uh, what we mentioned earlier, where the, where her and Sarah had that exchange, where she says like, you know, I wanted to discover a new system and I wanted to name it after you, and then Sarah's like, you know, or name it after you. Yeah, I had the same vibe. Your, from... Or name it after yourself, and then afterwards that's actually when Juno she like throws the rope across and then she wants to like do Tomb Raider get across by herself all that type of thing because again she's ego driven uh-huh. she wants to prove that she can do it yeah but then but then but, but then she but then she almost like freaking falls over over and dies and then ends up, and the rope ends up like cutting Rebecca's hand mm-hmm. yeah friction man that that is dangerous stuff yeah so yeah pretty and like, then that's the scene I was talking about because she was the only one that I saw actually holding that rope like so also what did you expect was gonna happen of course it would go straight through <laughs> and all of her teammates are like ah it'll be fine we'll get there yeah and only after she falls do they bother to help you know <laughs> you know like prevention is better than cure all of you hold on so that if she falls you know you have the best chance of yeah. no one getting injured but they were like ah she got it <laughs> yeah she's got it yeah, that 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 really uh, upset me. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. Just the the logic of like, okay, you know, try and work together, preserve your friends, and then they were just like, oh, I wonder what's gonna happen if she falls. <laughs> I like, it's I know like, if I was the only one holding, I would just let go. I'd be like, I'm not losing my hands for you, lady. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. You got us dismissed. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so um. So yeah, and then we get to our final stretch where where uh, Gino and Sarah run into a bunch of monsters. They like have like a sort of epic epic fight. Two of them are like killing. Then Sarah gets even to one point where she gets on top of one of them and she like uses her fingers and, like like squeezes out uh, out the creature's eyes. Like oh, mm. it's very gruesome. But yeah, anyway, then she gets the pickaxe and then there's that moment where the two where the two of them are looking at each other and then she like sort of like drops the necklace on her hand and, mm. and then like and then Juno sees it, she's like, oh Yeah, that's the like that's the district nine. <laughs> oh damn. <laughs> yeah. And she's Dude. like she's that moment where she's like, Yeah, I'm screwed. Now everything is making so much more sense. I didn't I really didn't click on the affair. I'm yeah. sorry. That was that was entirely my own fault. But, I, mean, I, um, I mean I clicked I clicked on it the first time I watched it, but I mean the thing is, you know, I mean with a lot of movies like, you know, often there, there are t- a lot of things where you don't click on it. Like I've watched a lot of movies where like I didn't click on something the first time and then when I watched it the second time I was like, Oh, wait a minute. Mm. That actually happened. So Fair enough. Well, I take the blame entirely. It was my fault. But now everything I mean, makes like so f- much more sense. I mean, it's like your fault, man. It's fine. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. It's just, you know, sometimes you just miss things or whatever. True. I mean, I'm, like I said, again, I miss things all the time in films, so... Fair yeah. enough. As do I, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> so but now, because I was just thinking last night when we, when we got to that sort of uh, final sequence of scenes, like the third act, basically, and she dropped that necklace. Like, I know uh, Beth gave it to Juno... And then I was like, um, and she's dead. It's her necklace. Your point. I didn't click on the affair. That's why I was like, oh, now, I'm, now even I'm like Judo. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then Sarah's basically just like, basically just like, well, screw you. And then God. stabs the stabs the pickaxe into her leg so that she, she she won't be able to run escape. And then she leaves, and then Juno's left with a bunch of monsters that are basically ready to eat her. And then we don't see her die. We hear a scream, 
but we don't see her die, which is going to become important because we're going to talk about the sequel. Again, obviously, the sequel's not going to get an individual episode, but we might as well... I, I could talk to you a little bit about it and tell you what happened in it. Mm, I try not to spoil it, but I do want to know what's up. No. Oh, okay, you, do, do, do you want to watch the sequel? Yeah. I mean, if Juno is in it, duh. <laughs> but still, like, okay. I, I, discuss it. We might as well. All if right, we're never going to do just... an individual episode, let's do it. I we could do an episode. I mean, if you ever want to, I, I, I mean, I, I'm up for watching it, but yeah. Um, okay, well, let's touch on it anyway. I'm curious. Uh, okay, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll yeah, get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. So um, basically, what happens in the uh, so basically, um, uh, uh, Sarah Sarah knocks thing. She escapes, and then and then there's a book where she falls down the tunnel, and then she sees the sunlight, and then she starts climbing up that bones, and then. I was going to talk about it in my favorite shots of the film, but my favorite, one of my favorite shots is that shot where she's climbing up that heap of bones to get to the light, and then like there's that sort of like that wide long yeah, shot. Yeah, I was going to say they have like that long shot. The thing, and then and then the only light source that you see is that is coming from that small like little entrance. Hole, hole, entrance in the cave. Dude, it gave yeah. me such like stairway to heaven vibes. I yeah. seriously felt like this is her. This is her. Like, yeah. Or before, escaping. or just before that lunch shot, there's a shot of like you know, the, obviously like of a camera looking up at her. She's mm. busy climbing up. It sort of reminded me of Dark Knight Rises when Batman's climbing out of the pits. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, it sort True. of got that that, that uh, connection. But but yeah, no, pretty cool. And then Sarah uh, escapes, uh, uh, escapes and gets uh, you know finds a car and drives off. Now this is very important. This is this is this is this is where the juicy details start. So. Um, she gets into her car. She drives off. She's obviously she stops her car. Then she obviously she's crying because you know she freaked out. She's yeah. freaked out. She's like you know confused. You know she just killed Juno and everything. And then there's a part where she like you know the truck drives past and she like vomits. And then when she and then when she comes back up and then the camera sort of the camera sort of looks uh, looks at her through the window. And then you see it. Then you see Juno sta- s- s- sitting there. And then she wakes up back in the cave. And then we find out that she actually didn't escape. She just imagined that. And uh, and then she looks up and then she sees her daughter with the with the with the with the, the birthday cake. cake and the six candles and then and then like you know sort of a happy moment but then you sort of like but the camera pans out and you find out that her daughter's not there it's not it's, it's just a tor- it's just a fire torch it's all in her head uh-huh. and then you hear the creatures like you know snarling obviously coming t- coming together so uh, so this film has two endings right okay now the USA there's the USA and then the UK ending. The UK ending okay. is the original ending, which obviously means that where is that the one we saw? The one we the one we saw obviously where she escaped, uh, uh, where she thought she escaped, but then actually she didn't, and then she basically went full crazy and everything like that. Now, obviously, when they showed this movie to test screeners, America because Americans all said, "Okay, <laughs> I, I don't want to be mean, but you know, Americans can be a bit sensitive sometimes, especially mm. test, especially test audience. They always get the worst people for test screen audiences." They get the worst people ever. They seem to. Like, I've... Um, they get people who are like, who are like, you know... So what do you think of the movie? No, it's, it's fine, whatever. It's just like, what do you think of the ending? Uh, to, not enough action. <laughs> yeah, basically like that. That's all they are. Fair enough. Yeah, but basically, um, apparently what happened was that... Uh, I think for the USA ending... <coughs> they were basically just like, no, we... <coughs> We can't have we can't have the main character die at the end like and go crazy. That's horrible. So the USA ending, when she escapes and um, <coughs> when she escapes and like um, gets in her car, and then she sees Juno's like ghost or whatever. That's where the USA film cuts or cuts, and that's where it ends. And then the UK ending obviously is the proper ending where she 
imagines escaping and she's actually crazy and everything like that. So yeah, so the sequel basically um, it picks up from the USA and the Inkadulty franchise. And then, uh, yeah, and then basically the sequel... Okay, I, I'm not gonna... I won't spoil it. I won't spoil it for you because I know you do want to watch it. So basically the premise of it is that she gets... Um, found by the by the local law enforcement sheriff uh she tells obviously tells them like hey there's these freaking monsters down there but the sheriff the sheriff basically is like this asshole doesn't but he doesn't believe her and he wants to go back in the cave and actually find out what really you know what what really happened but we know we all know what happened and uh yeah <clears throat> they go into the cave and uh let's just say chaos ensues <laughs> fair enough okay yeah. Um, the sequel, in terms of my, like, you know, okay, if I give my quick, brief, non-spoiler, spoiler opinion of it, <clears throat> um, the film is decent, like, I think the director did the best with what he could, because uh, obviously Neil Marshall didn't come back, the writers didn't come back, and he pretty much had to, they pretty much just said to the editor, like, hey, you want to direct the sequel? The, the, the editor was kind of just left to, John Harris, he was kind of just left to sort of salvage, salvage what he could, um... The sequel does have some good moments. It does have some very emotional moments with Sarah. Because Sarah obviously is my... She's my favorite character of this, series, of this film. Like, I love Sarah. But she basically sort of... She has a lot of emotional moments. And you, see, you can see there are certain moments where she has a lot of regret for what she did. And uh, it's a very good movie. It does kind of have that, like, stupid Hollywood movie... Movie... Uh, Hollywood mo horror movie ending. Where they want to set up a franchise. And then... Oh. Ugh, yeah, yeah. The ending's kind of the ending for the secret one is kind of terrible, but anyway. But yeah, basically, uh, it's a decent sequel. It's not too bad. Um, for me, the canon ending though is the UK ending where she kind of like you know snaps at the end, and then we find out that she didn't actually escape and everything, and everything kind of gets you know wrapped up in a neat little bow. But but yeah, we can definitely watch the even if we don't do an episode, we can definitely watch the second one in like our spare time, maybe after this. Mm, yeah, and we can uh, we can just. Maybe in like another episode where we do just before we start that discussion, we just briefly talk about Descent Two, like yeah, our opinion. Not a full two. episode, but like you know, the <laughs> first ten minutes or whatever, we just talk yeah, about it. Yeah, we talk about it. So yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, basically. I wanted to ask you something. Do <gasps> yes. You, sorry. Do you think she got wrecked? Who? Sarah. Say Sarah. If she stayed, I mean, she's a loon now, and she's in that cave. Do you think she got wrecked, or do you think she like tomb raided that stuff and survived and wrecked as many as she could before she went down in some heroic blaze of glory? I like to think that ending. Okay, yes, that's the ending I like to think. Cause I, 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 I like to think that she did die straight, that she didn't get killed straight away. I feel like she she took a bunch of those cave monsters down before she eventually went down. I think so too. I think yeah. she had like some, uh, some beast mode. Beast mode. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, no, it's pretty, it's I'm pretty sorry. epic. So yeah, I really, I really love this film. It is. I th I'm gonna, yeah, no, <clears throat> initially I was just like, it's cool. It's well done. I appreciate it. Um, but it wasn't all that great. Now that I, I, I was missing a key feature there of the whole affair and that, now that, See, that's what, that's what I love about this movie is that it, 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 on paper it looks like such a simple horror movie, mm. but it's got so many layers to it. It really does. So. It's like, it's like it's got a simple plot, like the plot's simple, really? so there's nothing complicated about it, but there's just like, there's just those extra bit of layers onto it, and mm. the execution of it is just amazing. It is, so, so yeah, my love so yeah, for so it. I firmly believe that if Neil Marshall just was, was left alone and just allowed full creative freedom on Hellboy reboot, he could have made a... He could have made one hell of a Hellboy movie, I think. 
He would have made a really good Hellboy movie, actually. I'm sure he could have, yeah. Yeah. It was, <coughs> no, my, my appreciation for this film has gone up. Yeah. Not that I didn't have appreciation for it, but it's 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 a higher level now because yeah. I I found that missing piece now that you uh, we discussed now. Yeah. And you literally midway through this episode, I was like, whoa. <laughs> and then suddenly everything made sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I love this film even more now. Um, yeah. Do you want to, I think we pretty much covered the plot. Unless you have something to add, by all means, this is your, your, uh, you're driving this episode. Yeah. So. Uh, I guess, okay, well, I'm kind of done with the plot. I don't really have much more to say. Um, in terms of locks, I really love the music in this movie, especially the main theme. The main theme is very good. Uh, as soon as I, as soon as I finished watching this, as soon as I watched this movie for the first time, I immediately downloaded the main theme and it's part of my pers my personal playlist. Cause when it comes to music, especially when I'm working, I listen to a lot of, I like to listen to a lot of ambient music, mm. a lot of music that I can have in the background that doesn't have any lyrics or anything. Cause the problem is lyrics distract me. Mm. When I listen to a song that has lyrics, it distracts me and, I, and then I can't focus properly. So I listen to a lot of ambient music when I'm working and stuff on my computer. And this is one of the, the, the main theme of this movie is one of the songs that I play. And then the last part about that track is that um, right at the end of the track, uh, the, the noise that the creatures made, that... Yeah, that... No, fuck, I can't do it now. My nose is blocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that, but that, but that like, yeah, yeah. sound that they make, right at the end of the, right at the end of the music when the music plays, that, 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 that you hear that you hear sound. You hear it. Uh -huh. So yeah, now, I love this movie. This movie's fantastic. Can't do it now. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to do it right into the mic. Yeah, no. To be able to hear it, but... But yeah, no. Yeah. I'm not even going to try. So, uh... So yeah, that's pretty much my thing. Uh, are there any shots that you liked? Plenty. I actually made a list because we're watching so many movies now. And you said Descent was a deeper movie than what we previously watched. Because a lot of our October horror movies are like simple plots. Simple exactly. Movie, simple story and everything. So like that. I made a list. Yeah, so yeah, cause I remember, yeah, I remember I told you that this is the one movie that's a bit more deeper. Mm, I agree with you. So I made a list of um, the few shots that I liked. So the first one... Um, I, I'm not really sure to describe it. I hope you can, it comes to mind if I describe it. It's it's basically like when they first enter, not the main chamber that still has sunlight and moss where the bats come. Yeah. It's sort of the next chamber. There's like one close-up of uh, one of the cast and then in the distance on the other side of this like bowl type thing, there's another character. I, uh, I, yeah, yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's I lit with the, the red. I know, I know the shot that you'll refer to. That shot, I, mean, I really... Yeah, I was like, damn. I'll probably be editing this episode, so I'll make sure to include all the shots in all right, the, sure. shots yeah. in the, in the in edit. That's yeah. fine. And, um, oops, I wanted to say also, when we were talking, you mentioned it while we were watching the film, is when, I think it's uh, Holly, is the, the one that ran off and broke her leg. Yeah, yeah, that's Holly. Holly. Yeah, when she's crawling through and the camera sort of drags with her as she's coming through yeah we, we mentioned that shot i think that is very cool that was that was a clever use of space oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah i remember i remember another shot like mm. she's busy crawling through and then the camera sort of following it's, her yeah and then it's sort of like reversing backwards as she's yeah running. Like the, the, it was really, really cool. cool that's a really cool shot mm. uh I'm trying to think now see i wrote these so quickly so you have to give me a second uh, another one, I, I t it wasn't really a specific shot, but it was just their use of um, space in those caves. Everything was very tight and claustrophobic. And whenever, um, this is before the monsters mainly, but when whenever someone is moving through the tunnels, 
you know, it's tight shots and mm. like close-ups and you feel cramped with them. Yeah. That was a great use of camera work. There's a few other shots that I suppose I can in, uh, mention, but I, I don't remember them. That's why I made a note. Mm. Um, hmm. Let me see. Here. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, yeah, there's like a close-up of Sarah after she comes out of that pool of blood. Uh, I don't know if it's immediately after that, but it's definitely after that scene. Um, it's like a close-up of her, like her blue eyes, and then it's all red around. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a, a really one. cool shot. I think there's also another shot that they do sort of similar to that, like just as she wakes up from her, just as she wakes up from her nightmare, uh-huh. like just as she sees the ghost, is that there's like that, there's like that close-up of like her eyes. Yeah, and the yeah. red. That's what yeah, I was talking yeah, about. Yeah. Is that yeah, shot? That, oh. that is a very good shot. So nice. It's the contra, like contradicting colors of the blue and red. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah, the last shot you you mentioned were was the uh, was, her, was her, cli- her climbing up the, the bones, the bones. Yeah, yeah, that was that was my final shot of what I liked. It was really, um, it wasn't it, it it can fly over your head if you're not paying attention, but it was a kind of not so subtle escape from hell. You know, mm. climbing your way out, yeah, and then the godly sunlight coming through <coughs> and yeah. her descent. Well. Her ascent into freedom, but more like her descent into madness. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my, those are my highlight shots, definitely. Mm. Oh my. I left audacity open. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, in terms of, in terms of me, uh, you pretty much mentioned all the shots that I liked. Um, I think the, the only shots I think I'd really add is maybe the, um, okay, well that, that, sh- that, that, that scene where, where Sarah falls into the pool of blood Pretty much a lot of the shots in that in that in that um, uh, scene I love just from the set dress and the production design everything. Um, I also love the shot. I also love the shot where um, Sarah falls into the into the pool of blood. But before she comes out, there's sort of, and the water like sort of settles. There's those few moments where you actually see where you see like it's like this red. It's pretty much like the whole screen is red. It's like this pool of blood, and you see like that little fire that the, the, the torch obviously fell into a rock. There's like that little fire going. It's it's very. Oh. Uh, I, I absolutely just love that shot. It's like a very like ambient shot. Mm, it's yeah. like um, like that brief bit of harmony before ensuing yeah. chaos. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. It's very cool. I thought it was very. Uh, is that your only shot before I continue? Uh, I think of any more shots. Uh, I don't think I have any other real major ones because I think you pretty much you pretty much hit the nail on all the ones that I liked. But yeah, pretty much like all the shots in this movie are really really good and just yeah, I just I really enjoy them. One thing, one shot I can add if you don't have any more is yeah. the um, the stereotypical shot of like the hand when she comes out, you know, yeah, uh, that breakout of the moss and stuff around the exit that's pretty cool yeah i thought about it but i was like ah it's so overused oh, yeah the shot of her shot. coming out of the coming out of the, the out of the entrance and everything mm. that is a pretty good shot that was one i would add um other than that i don't i don't have much to add in terms of any of the sh- oh there is a there is one shot that kind of it um i'm not sure when it is it's, it's earlier in the film before they encounter the creatures the camera is like looking up and there's you can see the mist particles come down mm. past everyone. I'll yeah. have to I'll have to point it out to you so you know what I'm talking about in editing. But uh, that's a really cool shot. Mm, it is. Um, hmm. Yeah, no, I'm good for shots. That was it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, no. Any any closing thoughts or any last things you want to say about this film? Um, 
like takeaways essentially. Yeah, like any t- any takeaways or anything. Um, maximize your space mm. to your advantage. Like use it to your advantage. The way they made everything so make feel cramped and tight. Yeah, is really uh, commendable. Yeah. And another takeaway is there. Uh, I you can apply it, but I also just want to commend the film in particular. The their use of light mm. is low key lighting is phenomenal, dude. I was watching everything, especially later on when they run out of more and more light sources. Yeah, that use is incredible, dude. Yeah, uh, 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 you know the average you know movie watcher won't really like you know put much uh, might not put much thought into it. But when it comes to filmmaking, lighting is very important. It's key. <laughs> it is a skill that it is a skill that's important, but also very hard to master and learn. Definitely. But you have to keep that into account, you know, because we've been on sets where you know people just think that ah, lucky lighting, whatever. It's you know. It's something simple to pull off. It's, it's not. simple to pull off. It's not. It's it not. is so difficult because the problem is. Like in this movie, you have to have very dark, pitch black scenes where you can barely see anything, but you still have to have light on your subjects, on your characters, to make sure that the audience can at least make out, make them out and everything. It is very difficult. Mm-hmm. And you know, this, this movie is like a masterclass in low-key lighting. It is. It's phenomenal. I have to commend it like very highly. You know, it's mm-hmm. held in high regard because they, it, you don't notice it. But yeah. as a creator, you, you will notice it. The mm-hmm. sheer effort it takes to pull something off like that is commendable i want to get your opinion before we go into like closing thoughts and ratings and such there's like the two um ladies that get wrecked towards the end uh rebecca um uh rebecca and sam there we go yes they use green lights and everyone else uses red do you think there's something contrasted there that could be that i was could trying be. to work out like okay maybe the green will survive and the red won't but it didn't come out like that yeah because if you think about it the green and the red well i mean there's also bits where they shine green light a lot of green lights on juno as well true but when when they're maybe separated yeah yeah, uh, yeah yeah i can see what you mean yeah when i saw the the use of red and green last night i was actually also thinking about it. i was also thinking like yeah you know i mean because it is you know guys with filmmakers when when filmmakers use color and they use a lot of like bright, especially when it's like just when it's green or red or whatever, they use those colors for a reason. It's not just because it looks pretty; mm. it's because they use it for a reason. They, There's usually they symbolic. a reason. They're symbolic of something. So, yeah, I guess you could say that Rebecca and Sam are kind of the the, the two really innocent ones. They're Maybe the ones. I just had that same brainwave. Yeah, because they're kind of the innocent ones. Holly, you know, Holly's just there. Uh, I guess she's also innocent, but, you know, she's just there. She's just there. <laughs> I don't think she lost all of my respect when she ran ahead, yeah. the route to run, uh-huh. then breaks her leg, then, oh, I'm the <gasps> what happened? Yeah, no, that's when I lost respect for her. Yeah. But, um, I guess, yeah, you're right. Like, like, they're the two innocent ones. Beth, and then, uh, and then, even though Beth is a good person, Beth, both Beth, Sarah, and Juno have faced tragedy. They're like damage. Tragedy, damage, loss, guilt. Like that's why that's why the three of them are mostly red mm. because of you know the colors and everything. Mm. Okay, so I'm glad I'm not the only one that was tripping last night. I saw that and I was like, there must be a reason. because yeah. like a green because um, green because green is meant to be green is meant to be more. Uh, I mean, it can, it, it can represent evil as well. But a lot of the time, it actually represents like mellow, calm. It's sort of like blue. It's sort of like it, it represents like calm, mellow, healthy, healthy, life. good. Mm. You, you know, the good guys and the bad. 
and then um, red obviously usually it can mean it can mean things like love and stuff, but it can also mean like like evil and hate and anger, and, anger and, and all that type of stuff. It's true. Yeah. So that's why I was thinking. I was looking at it and I was like, "No, nah, this is really cool." Yeah. Um. What do you think? What was up with that watch? You know, the one that went off. I, 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 what what I, I, was yeah, that watch for? Because I was looking at it and I didn't understand its purpose. Like it didn't seem to have any sort of clock interface, so it wasn't for time. And I was like, an alarm clock or something? I don't know. Maybe it was an alarm of some kind, but I didn't know what it was for. Yeah, it was like 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 a freaking little mini disco ball, basically. Dude, and with the lights that were shining, I was some like, what is this? What is this for? Lucky packet watch. I know. I know. In context of the script, it was for to alert the creature. That's one thing I want to complain about. <laughs> Actually, the creatures, the range of their hearing is bullshit. <laughs> because sometimes they'll hear sign language. But another times they're shouting right next to the guy and he's like, oh no, nothing's here. <laughs> that that really upset me was the sheer or that, range. Or that, or, or, uh, um, or that bit where, where Sarah's lying on the rock and then that creature comes and she like stands still. Obviously so the creature doesn't notice her. And the creature like he puts her like... He's pulling his like hand on her on her head, obviously not knowing that she's there. But the torch is like right there. That's what you, I said. And then you were saying like you know you would have at least felt the heat. You would have felt the heat of that torch being you know us far apart. You would have felt the heat. Oh, there's a cat that's not mine in the garden. Oh well. His uh, rival. Um, yeah, he's he's a hoodlum. <laughs> um, but no, that really upset me. I can I can maybe they're used to warm temperatures. It's it would be hot down there, but he would still feed the feet. Yeah. Feel, feel the heat feet hashtag feet hashtag feet he would still feel the heat a little bit yeah so that really upset me that he didn't even like you know move his hand away in like curiosity or anything he just like okay whatever I'm surprised yeah, he didn't stand in it yeah I guess that's also the, 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 that is a bit of oversight mm, but even then like that in I the can video, let, let go but in the, the video, in the video game when the enemy AI is, is programmed so badly they don't even notice fire dude <laughs> yeah but uh, I can let that go but the, the the range of hearing I can't let go they're like yeah no I, I can hear like they can hear that watch but in the in the scene where they're looking at the cave markings and the two entrances they're like yeah woo and then the one guy is like He's like standing right there. He doesn't notice anything. Yeah. That really upset me. Well, I think, uh, I think, yeah, I think it was a sense of he did notice them, but he was kind of like waiting for his chance to pounce. Yeah, of course. Uh, you can, you Cause can, because it, it could be a thing where it was just him, and he's like, okay, I'm, I'm just outnumbered. I, I'm outnumbered. I, I need to wait for backup before, because I, I can't take on six women by myself. Mm. And obviously that was no before, man can. <laughs> and obviously that was before Holly uh, actually got a leg. Damaged because obviously they attack when 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 the groups are there at their most vulnerable. Mm. Yeah, so uh, obviously they, it could be that they were biding their time. Uh, that is true. Uh, you can argue that. And then even later in the film, though, they do it. Yeah. Like where they they just shout and then they're like, oh, nothing oh, there. I wonder what's happening. <laughs> yeah. So that really was it was too yeah. uh, sloppy to let go for me. But yeah. I still think it's a no, good no, film. no, no, no. You do bring up a good point. Yeah, when you brought the point about the torch, the fire and everything, I was like, yeah, yeah that is a good point, actually. Because, like, like... How does he not react to the fire? Dude, and it's like, it's kind of, it's like, um, I don't know if there's any studies on it, but generally there's this idea that if one sense goes missing, the others are leveled up, you know? Yeah. So, of course, their hearing is leveled up. That's a good example. But you'd expect their... their sensation of touch to also be leveled up and he was this far from the torch and he didn't notice i was like mm, nah <laughs> no nah, yeah 
anyway, that that would be my my biggest gripe. Yeah. Was the fact that some of them are really elderly and need hearing aids, and <laughs> the other ones can hear sign language. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, other than that, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, I guess. Uh, do you want to go into final ratings? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, well, okay. Sorry. Before we go to that, uh, my takeaway would be, um, you know, when you write a story, like put put effort into it, like. Good lord, especially with horror movies, like you know, look like an emotional opening can really do a lot for your a lot for your film, you know, because this could easily could have been if this was done wrong, this could easily have just been a throwaway straight to DVD type of horror movie. But the fact that they take that effort in the beginning to set up Sarah's character and to give you such an emotional and devastating opening, it like really like makes you attached to characters. And like I was sort of how I mentioned earlier with John Wick, where they had that intro of like his wife dying and then her giving him that dog is like her dog and the dog is like the last thing he has left of her and then those guys come and kill the dog and that's when John Wick is just like okay no I am done had enough it pretty much it pretty much uh, it can really like help your movie and help your characters because so many movies these days just they just don't bother they just don't care anymore you saying feel... you saying this film was well written, right? Yeah, very well written. Okay, because okay. well you were you were like, okay, just write a decent film, and I was like, what? It was it was it bad? But I think oh, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I should have been a bit more specific, but yeah, that's basically what my my point is. My takeaway is like, you know, put some effort into your story. Try and you know, emotional openings always work. Uh, you know, I mean, okay, I don't want the people to over the filmmakers to overuse that, but it is always a a good motivator. And also, like, try to add layers to your story. Like mm. the fact that they added those layers of like Gino's actually cheating on the husband, and like how each of the how each of the six ladies represent different uh, things. Like Gino represents guilt. Sarah's loss. Uh, Beth is like mother. Uh, 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 is like love and motherhood. And everything and it's just very good and then also another another really good thing is that the the, the the cake with the six candles at one point you just sort of see the candles start to like dwindle like some of them have been blown out or not it sort of represents how the woman die how each die off and everything oh, yes. and then the okay. six candles not only does it show that oh okay if the if the if her daughter was still alive she would have been six six this year it also sh- it also represents the six women the characters the yeah. six characters who come into this cave mm-hmm. yeah that's pretty cool. And yeah, otherwise, pretty cool. The, the fact that it's an all-female, like, okay, aside from the husband in the beginning, it's mm. basically an all-female cast horror film, mm. which is very rare. Mm. And uh, that's actually, that's true. Like, um, it, it's pretty obvious, but um, just the fact that it's not common is worth mm. mentioning. It's yeah. very cool. Yeah. Because so usually there's always like, oh, some, you know, watermelon carrying jock that's yeah. like, oh, don't worry, ladies, I'll save you. And then pff, he gets <laughs> wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it was nice that they, they put the, you know, macho tool boy aside. And yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not your, your, it's not your, it's not your stereotypical generic horror movie. No, not by any means. Very yeah, good. Very, very good. good. So Is yeah. that your takeaways? Yeah, that's my takeaway. So then do you have any last takeaways? Uh, yes. Uh, I said it earlier, but I'll say it again is... Um, use your spacing in clever ways mm-hmm. like their their use of like claustrophobic sets and or locations is really cool yeah um, pay extra attention to your lighting yes though this movie is inspirational for lighting because it was so minimal yeah but it was not a, it was not like um, AVP Requiem minimal where we like yeah what the hell are we looking at yeah AVP Requiem where the set the 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 the, the, the the pre-release set photos for the press 
of the aliens and the predators was more well lit than the actual fucking film was. Yep. Like the photographers, they had all their lighting and everything. They they knew what to, what was up, but the filmmakers were just like, oh, you know, let's just save money on lighting. Are you gonna pay for lighting? Are you gonna pay for lighting? I'm glad you referenced that classic inside <laughs> yeah, joke. Yeah, it's kind of a little, it's kind of a meme between me and Kevin. Are you gonna pay for lighting? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Should we have lots? Like, are you gonna pay for? Lighting? <laughs> um. Another takeaway, as you said, um, the use of layers, especially if the plot is very simple. Yeah. Adding layers, even if they're subtle, yeah. adds a lot of depth to a film. Yeah. Like how they just did. Like, as for example, me and the affair that I didn't click on because I think I missed that opening scene. I remember looking at them rafting, uh, but um, that was it. So I completely lost the affair. And now the, the movie is 10 times better for me because, you know, you added that missing piece. For yeah. the whole time, I was thinking last night, whenever something was touching on the affair aspect, I was like, woman, calm yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it was an accident. I'm, I was still obsessed with the fact that Juno killed Beth accidentally, not realizing, no, they're, they're on about the affair, not the, the accidental kill. Well, I mean, yeah, but yeah, but like we said earlier, like, you know, she kills Juno... Out of the, I mean, there's multiple reasons like the affair, the fact that she killed Beth, the fact that she left Beth there to just be because I mean the thing is if Sarah hadn't like you know stumbled upon and found Beth, the creatures would have found Beth and probably eaten her alive mm. and given her an even worse death, and she didn't even at least have the courage to at least put her out of her misery and give her a, like you know at least a, a, a you know at least a mercy a quick mercy killing. Mm. or whatever and then also the fact that Sarah like you know when the two of them meet up towards the end she basically says I've given you one last chance what happened to Beth that's why she like stares one, into her she soul she gives her one last chance to, to come clean and then she doesn't and then yeah so that was the it's very factor. it's very uh, multiple thin layers but yeah I think you're going to find the second one pretty interesting mm. okay so, alright I'll go in optimistic cautiously optimistic yes. well I mean it's, a, it's not a good movie but it, but like I said before it, it does have good moments in it alright well, I, I look forward to watching it yeah um, ratings uh, if you don't have anything to say 9 out of 10 <laughs> I, th- uh, I thought you were going to be like well I'll carry the 1 no. <laughs> yeah. I think originally I gave this an 8 but no, no I think you know you, you know it's a 9 it's a 9 it, 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 it's perfect Okay, obviously it's not a, it's not a perfect film. I mean, if you really nitpick, there are a lot of issues. Like we did point out the fact that that creature, like you know, puts is like is standing on top of Sarah, and like the torch is like literally right there, but he's not reacting to it. Mm. It's kind of weird, and also like like you said, like you know, the the creatures have selective hearing. Dude, yeah, they really do. Um, can can I ask? Do you know if those creatures were like costumes? Uh like, yes, they were entirely yes, yes. costume. I they, figured they were costume. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, they were. I did research it. They, okay. they were costumes and makeup, and obviously they got a lot of those, like... Because obviously you get a lot of those, like, dancers or people, those, like, actors who know how to do physical acting, and they always get them to play creatures, like, you know, with Annie Circus as Smeagol in, you know, the Lord of the Rings series, but also, like, the orcs and, like... Um, uh, I'm trying to think of another example. Oh, yeah. the When they were doing the original Alien films, they actually... The, the, the oh, yeah. were actually people in costumes and, like, yeah, the Predator and... Yeah, True. so yeah, yeah. It, it was actual people with costumes and okay. makeup. That's great. I'm glad because I was like, if this is CGI, then shame. That would have <laughs> that would have been a missed opportunity. But I'm I mean, glad they did they the same, used... If they did a third descent movie today, it would be CGI. That's true, but um, I'm glad that they used makeup and and costumes. Yeah, but yeah, no. Otherwise, yeah, uh, yeah. And then, what's your rating? Uh, two. 
<laughs> I would murder you. Yeah, I know you would. Uh, this would be my last episode. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Eight. It would eight. be it would be a nine, but Juno died, and <laughs> so yeah, no, eight. eight. <laughs> Joking. No, I'll give it an eight. I liked it. It was phenomenal. I I I commend it for its practical uses, both mm. costumes, spacing, lighting, lighting, everything. It was phenomenal. From an execution yeah. standpoint, I, I would give it a 10. Solid, dude. Yeah, this is like a masterclass in how to make a good horror mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Oh, well, let me be generous. I'll give it a 9. Why not? All right, okay. I have too many 10s on this channel right now, so I'm going to give it a 9. Uh, yeah, but yeah, no, it's very good. It's it's easily like in my top 5 horror, favorite horror films of all time. I can see like, why. I, I love The Descent. Like if you were like, um, oh yeah, Lake Placid 2, <laughs> everybody, then I would be like... <laughs> Please leave. <laughs> that, that best, uh, that Betty Ed, Lake Placid versus Anaconda. That's right. my favorite horror movie. No, no, that's not. That's not. That you movie's horrible. Me. You hate me. <laughs> You're gonna make me watch it again. I know. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah. But yeah. But anyway, thanks guys. Thanks Thank for you for watching this discussion. We really enjoyed. I actually this thoroughly episode. enjoyed it. I enjoyed that you blew my mind midway through about <laughs> yeah. the affair. I was like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, thanks a lot for watching, guys. Please like, share, and subscribe. And then uh, if you have any feedback, please leave it in the comments. Or if you're one of our podcast audio listeners, please leave us a review if you have any feedback. And we always try to improve the channel and just to make the best content for you guys. But yeah, thanks, Thank you.